Hi guys, Adila here. We hope you enjoyed part 1 of this episode where we covered on positive Singaporean designer traits to keep. So as promised, here is part 2 from that conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy! Okay, so now on to the traits that we want to kick. kick. Basically the bad traits lah. What could be improved as a Singaporean? <laughs> first one, first trait to call out. Basically about taking things personally. Because our work is highly collaborative. So mm. we work with like very cross-functional roles like PMs, like developers, right? Mm. And then there may be instances as well where we cross each other's lines. Mm. Yeah, but the to begin with, maybe the line wasn't even well-defined. Mm. Yeah. The lines have been blurred nowadays between the area of responsibility for PM and design. So when this happens, uh, sometimes I think as Singaporeans, we take things a bit personally. Like, hey, why you disrespect me? Do you think I'm not adequate enough or what? When things like that happen, we may tend to uh, take things a bit too personally la, instead of looking at it in a more objective manner. Mm. Yeah. For example, ultimately it's the developers who are coding and implementing the product. Ma. Yeah. So sometimes they may change or they may deviate from our designs mm. only for us to find out later. Yeah. Yeah. And then we may take it personally as well. Like, oh. Is it you think I'm you don't respect me as a designer? As a teammate. <laughs> yeah. Like why do you not tell me? When in do fact you... maybe the tech the dev was just forgot to tell you or haven't told you in time. Mm. Or mm. the dev may think like, oh, uh, maybe this is just a small change. She's yeah. fine with it. Mm. Yeah. So what would help is having a work manual. Mm. Yeah. So there's there's this book called No Hard Feelings by Lise and Molly. Okay. I'm pretty sure you've seen their posts on Instagram. It's like cute illustrations of work. And then they actually spoke of like, uh, it's good to have work manual, especially when you are just uh, newly onboarded into the team. And then you can let your team members, especially those cross-functional ones, to let them know that this is how I prefer to work. You can have a point that says, oh, if there's any changes that um, deviates from my original design, I would fully appreciate if you can let me know. Yeah. So yeah, this, this manual kind of is like a PDF guide, some sort. It can be, or it can be just in bullet points. Law. It just gives the party a lot more context on how you prefer to work as a designer. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I mm. get what you mean. I think this is like a working guideline. Because yeah, back yeah. then, when I used to do freelancing, I set up this, not really a working manual, but more of like mm. a working guideline. So I would say there will be how many revisions, and if there are extra, there will be extra charge. And mm, then, mm. oh, you, I can be contacted from, from this day to this day at what time to what time. And then, mm, mm. like, what's my response rate is like. And then, yeah, it's basically a working guideline. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to kind of, like, state your principle yeah, as so a designer. It's like, basically, you, from the start, you already have an agreement on what we expect from each other. Yeah, and I think uh, actually having mutual agreements, right, really help you to not take things personally. Once something happens, right, uh, it's a lot of unspoken interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then and, and you, end up you, you have this, like, misassumptions. Correct. And then the worst is you don't share it. <laughs> and then you kind of, like, you keep brew it, it you in keep you. it to yourself. Yeah, and then, then you mumble it, in one corner. Like, you, you, and it boils up. And then someday you will just explode. Someday <laughs> you will just explode. Ah, that's like a relationship, you know. <laughs> yeah, the next point. As Singaporeans, we are quite naturally overworked. Oh man. Calling out the obvious. 
Actually, I didn't think it was obvious until back when I was a consultant, a conversation with a client happened to me. When you, when you told me the story, it was more of you were aware that they were given a choice to choose between working with the Singaporean designers and a set of designers from another country, country right? And Singaporean designers' theme was a bit more expensive. Than it was the other way theme. more expensive. Eventually, we got selected lah, uh, to work with them. And then when I got closer with the client, I was just asking like, hey, why, why back then did you choose to work with us when we are way more expensive? Because I thought you generally <laughs> generally people will go with like cheaper, cheaper. cost. Ma. Yeah. yeah, for the similar. same set of work yeah. provided. I think si- similar skill set. La. Similar skill set, uh. yeah. It's like, it's quite an obvious choice to me. Mm. Then she actually told me, without a doubt, where she just replied, oh, because your Singaporeans overwork a lot. So actually, to us, it's a bang for our buck. <laughs> and then when I heard it, right, I, I my heart sank because I feel like, wow, is this how you view Singaporeans? Designers. Like a bunch of overworked people. Mm. Like to a point that they are willing to pay way more because they know that we are going to work even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then it actually got me to reflect a lot. Then I realised that, wow, shit, I really overwork a lot because I used to stay up late until 3am and see my other designer friend on Figma at 3am. And you high-five each And we feel so happy, like we are, hey, hello! <laughs> and then back then, we didn't know it's actually quite unhealthy. That mm. we didn't even call out. I don't know, it, it, I think it would be an, uh, a big ask if we just tell everyone to stop because it's not something that we can change overnight. Mm. Uh, it's, it's quite embedded, huh? Yeah, it is quite. Uh, and, and it's going to take time to, to, mm. to truly change uh. but somehow I feel that sometimes when we bring it up to people right hey you know uh, I stayed up late you know to do this work then the person who maybe the leader or whoever who, who hears this might say oh but I didn't ask you mm. then you feel like you just got s- slapped like oh okay fine yeah. because we somehow deep down we feel that it's an obligation like an unspoken rule yeah. like if we want to to hit this certain form of quality work we feel that we have to push ourselves to the very end and work to very late. Mm, I feel like it, as a society, we still think that it's about the hours we put in. Mm. Huh? It's hard to attribute hours to design especially. It doesn't mean that when you put in 10 more hours, you're going to churn out like 10 times better of a design. It's really about like how you are able to connect the dots and work your creative juices, right? Mm. So in order to do that, sometimes it's not even about um, staying up late at night. But it's more of like knowing how your brain is the most creative. Uh. It may be just going out to the park and take a stroll. Mm. Or like showering. You know, whenever you shower, you always have the best thoughts, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, the shower thoughts. Lah. Yeah. I think I, um, I've heard of this phenomenon before. As our brain, um, we are exposed to many things. And then we read on this thing, we read on that. And then we look here and there. And then we absorb all this content, right? So your brain is actually working hard to connect the dots. Your subconscious mm. brain actually doing all the work. So while you are downtime, when you are cooking or cleaning, mm, cooking, yeah. and then suddenly you suddenly have this eureka moment. It's actually yeah. when your brain was trying to connect the dots click. for you. Yeah, it just click. Mm. And then you suddenly, oh, I suddenly have a solution to this. Yeah. yeah. It always comes at the most unexpected times. Yeah, yeah. when you and are calm, I think. Yeah, when you are calm and you, are, you feel safe. Conversely, if you keep trying to work your brain and stress yourself out to like, oh, I need to think of like yeah, creative it's not, it's solutions. It actually does not It actually work. backfires actually. Yeah, it backfires. So actually this whole thing is called the default mode network. Yeah, ah, if your brain okay. is in that whole like 
very cosmic. <laughs> like, wow, the world is so huge. Uh, possibilities are endless kind of mode, right? Mm. It's called the DNM. Mapping back to Singapore society, right? I feel like it's still a lot about the optics. Mm. You know, I need to be seen in front of my computer typing, yeah. you know? Like, what, what will people say? What will people say when they see me, like... Like Slacking off or... Staring into the space or at the lounge. what people say if I only produce one design? I need to produce ten. Yeah, it's always <laughs> about the numbers, right? Yeah. Like, um, I think as a society, we are still very practical. Mm. The measurement of success is always numbers, numbers, yeah, it's numbers. It's always quantity rather than the quality. Mm. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly. It, it brings out another point. We are naturally overworked, but we also suffer in silence. I feel like um, you're telling that to me. <laughs> okay, sorry. How come? I used to do that lah. You used to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I used to do that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we don't announce that we are suffering. Although I think it's a very good practice for us to just tell people that you need I help. don't think... Yeah, 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 yeah I, I need, need help. White flag, I need help. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a... Is it an Asian thing? I don't think it's a, just Singaporean, but I think maybe an Asian thing that we just suffer in silence. Not just an Asian thing, but it also can be maybe um, an age thing. Or maybe if someone more senior, maybe they feel embarrassed. They, they will feel to. like, yeah, I ought to know. I ought to be able to do this. I ought to be able to perform. If I ask for help, how does it look on me? See, back to the optics again. <laughs> yeah, how does it like? Will me asking for help, right, actually translate to a negative point in my performance rating? Yeah. Oh my god, a lot of things are linking to each other. Yeah. But of course, you're saying this with a pinch of salt. I'm sure not all designers are like this. Um, I've heard of, I do hear of um, other designers where in their team, they will actually work together and then they will come up with just one or two solutions which they think fits best mm. to the problem. Yeah, so I think we are getting better. La. We are getting better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So our next point is basically about don't know how to say no. <laughs> yeah, it's really interconnected. Uh. Mm, we don't know how to say no. Don't know how to ask for help. Don't know how to say no. Don't know how to reject. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you want to explain how, how, what was your story that you tell me? Oh, uh, um, okay. So, you know, uh, when you go to shopping malls or when you go to like places that is more crowded, right? Has yeah. a lot more traffic. Yeah. Then there will always be like these salespeople standing around and trying to get attention. Like, hello, hello. <laughs> like being very all friendly, right? Mm. And then sometimes you will see uh, helpless souls just getting roped into the whole uh, selling la, yeah, by the sales person. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll just stand there with their eyes seemingly to say like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So my manager was saying that uh, he finds it so funny because it's always the locals that always gonna these kind of things. And then they don't know how to just say no and walk away. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Which I think is quite true as well. Maybe it's also the Pisces thing. Mm. You know, we, we just don't or dare you feel, confrontation. Or you feel bad to stop the person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We feel too much for the other person already. Like, we, we don't dare to be very ruthless to yeah. them. Actually, um, come think of it, I just remembered a story. But this has nothing to do with design, of course. But mm. back then, when I was younger, there was this salesperson who very nicely spoke to me about this new fragrance. <laughs> and then out of, I don't know, feeling bad or feeling like, oh, this person spent so much time convincing me, talking to me. This person was so nice. I ended up buying that fragrance, you know. 
And he told me it's a limited edition lah, yada yada. Yeah. It was two hundred dollars, and I was only like in poly or secondary school. Mm. Yeah, I felt they know they p- <laughs> they prey on this weakness. Yeah, precisely. And then when after walking away from that, I was thinking, oh my god, I just lost two hundred dollars just like that because I feel bad for this person. Yeah. Actually, I also got reminded of another story when you just started working. Then you have a bit of money on your side, right? Yeah. And then yeah, you wanted to temper, right? temper yourself. Yeah. Then I just thought like, hey, maybe you can go for facial. Jing jing jing. I think facial. <laughs> wow, facial is the scariest. Usually they will give like wow um ninety percent off discount for your first yeah, yeah. time, right? Mm. Then it used to be like hundred dollars. Then it become thirty nine. Then now it's like eight dollars. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, hey, good deal. So I went. And then uh, I didn't know after that you are being subjected to coercion. Like you are just <laughs> being brought into this room. Yes. And then the 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 attendant... Who's that? Facialist. The, the facialist, right? She was just... At first when she was doing the whole facial, she was so polite and gentle, right? Ah, yeah. Does this hurt? Then after that, when everything ended, then she brought me into the room, right? Then she suddenly become this like... So... The whole package is, is like thousand plus dollars. Oh my god. Yeah, then she just wanted uh, me to sign the package. Mm. Then like she will say a lot of things for me. It's like very hard for me to find It's basically hard selling way for to, you. Yeah. yeah. And then back then I was like a bit meek also. Uh. Eventually, I signed the package because I just don't want to say no. Oh. I, I don't want to confront some and make pe- people feel people, sad. Some people end up agreeing to this. One is because they don't want to say no. Mm. And second, because they feel pressured. They just want it to end. They so just they, want it, they, yeah, they throw money. Money is the solution for yeah. this whole thing to end. Yeah. And actually, right, you know what happened to me? Because when I signed on to like a 10-session uh. package, I ended up not going for the last one. Because I, oh I don't want the facialist to come back and ask me to sign another package. I did the same, I did the same thing. And then, yeah, when I shared with my colleagues, right? They all also did the same thing. <laughs> because, okay, the thing is for me, um, because uh, I go for a hair and scalp treatment package. Right. So, this one wasn't being coerced to sign up. Because I really signed up because I thought it's good. You want. Yeah, I mm. want. And also because it was uh, a referral from my friend. Mm. I spent for at least like 2k. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. For how many sessions? I think it was like 12, was it 14 sessions? Okay. Yeah. So it was really a lot. It's really expensive, but it's apparently it's good lah. So um, I went, and then every time after after every even number session, mm. maybe they will try to like try to uh, add on. You want to add on this one? It will be extra charge. Add on this one. Yeah. So eventually, I I got tired of it, and then so I think I still have a few sessions left, but I purposely don't want to go. When my friend would say it's a waste. Why I don't want to right. finish it up? But in my in my defense, I I think of it as. If I go, I have to think about the mental strength I have to be <laughs> to, to yeah. be able to, to, to just say, no, I don't want to sign up anymore. I don't want to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I rather than having to face that, I'll just sacrifice the last session. It's mm. fine. So drawing back to this whole topic about um, Singapore trades and in our design life, because I think it's very easy for designers to get requests, whether it's uh, true to our expertise or like all those nonsense ad hoc like, requests wow, can you, the designer right can you design poster can you design my wedding card <laughs> yeah my wedding card uh, wedding poster you know all these requests right? I think it's very hard to say no as well mm. yeah in an organisation it's extremely crucial as well to know how to say no like cause I think um, it's easy for the product team to have like very sporadic ideas like oh wouldn't you think it's good for us to do this 
or like I think it will be such a good idea for us to um, implement this for the users yeah and then like eventually they trickle down to the designer mm. and actually we we can be a gateway to to say that hey let's step back and think deeper about this maybe we can combine like different ideas to churn out a even better solution right instead of like very ad hoc uh, solutions la. Mm. so we should know that we have the power to say no because eventually we are representing our customers we know best like is this what they want mm. yeah i have seen a lot of products that is very obvious that is bloated with um, very ad hoc uh, requests from top down oh okay, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. meaning like they have all these filler features ah. yeah mean? yeah yeah and you can almost see their organization being imprinted in the app like you can tell that okay I think this is the app where the designer doesn't really have much say and then it's really all the senior leaderships just dumping all their interesting ideas that's one way to reverse engineer if that's a good company to join yeah 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 it's like an x-ray region yeah it's actually one good strategy to see if this company is dysfunctional or not (laughs) (laughs) okay so our next point is basically about communication Mm. Which is about communicating vaguely. vaguely. <laughs> eat where? Eh, hey, can I not? <laughs> when we when we were thinking about this point, it was more of because as Singaporean designers, we tend to have very high context communication. Mm. So if, if you have to be at the situation, you have to be aware of the context to be able to really understand what uh, what is it that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Like for example, if um compared to someone maybe from an Angmong country. When, mm. the, when the way they speak maybe it's much more coloured with details yes it's it, they have gra- grammar it's, it's, <laughs> they have grammar <laughs> <laughs> they have grammar and comma and full stop <laughs> ours is just like eh, the essence cannot <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. ours is uh, basically the essence yeah this high context communication actually came from a book called The Culture Map. Basically, these anthropologists like trying to lay out the different ways we communicate across uh, countries and cultures. Yeah, so actually Singapore is in one of them. Mm. Right? And then Singapore is like, uh, you need high context oh, to understand okay. uh, what's going on. La. So we thought like this, this point is quite crucial also for a trait that we can try to kick yeah, basically because we feel that our form of communication, especially when we are trying to work with uh, designers from other countries or presenting to um, stakeholders from other countries, mm. um, the way we present our designs or document our design journey and decisions will be hugely affected by how we communicate. So, for example, if we are so used to this high context communication, right, mm. when we are trying to present to other stakeholders who may not understand our background or yeah. how we speak, uh, it would be very hard for them to truly get the essence of what we are trying to say. Maybe it's also the way we are being educated. Like, we are not being taught to really do very good storytelling. Mm. I don't think Singaporeans are good storytellers. Leh. I think we have to train ourselves to be good storytellers. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not instilled in us since young. 
But then because design, right, a lot of it is about storytelling, your design work. Mm, like mm. even a simple task as showing a flow that you have designed to your development team, right? Yeah. That is also a form of storytelling. storytelling yeah. Okay, okay. One, one analogy that I have in my mind, right, is that I feel like when Singapore's talk, right, it's all as though like a black and white movie. <laughs> Then when you slot in a non-Singaporean, yeah. then suddenly like, <laughs> you just transform into a coloured movie. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, how I've, I see it. I've, I've, um, I've ever spoken with a designer from New Zealand. Oh, okay. And then she told me before that, oh, I've worked with Singapore. designers from Singapore before. Mm. Um, They're very unique. Then I said, what do you mean by unique? And then mm. she was saying, oh, um, working with you guys, it feels like there's no fluff. It's just, hi, where is version A? <laughs> you know <laughs> there's no like hi how are you today uh, hi, hey, hi I hope your weekend was good uh, anyway just want to check in uh, whether what's the progress for design version A mm. um, Singaporean is just hi can I get design version A by today <laughs> <laughs> which is is it a good or a bad thing <laughs> I think in a way it's a balance uh. so mm. it, it's good because as Singaporeans we are just straight to the point I think she was Very saying, she was, saying point, uh, yeah. she was saying that she 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 quite enjoy working with us because we are quite straight to the point. Mm. But at the same time, sometimes it feels like when we go straight to the point, it seems as if we don't show any form of concern or care. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. So, that's true. So when I when noticing this, I actually back, back at my workplace, I, I used to, when I, when I were to message someone, right? And then if it's on a Monday, or maybe I, the last time I spoke to this person is maybe um, last week, then I'll just go back and say, oh, what did we speak about last week? So I try to make it more conversational. Right. Rather than just, hey, give me this thing. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Mm, <laughs> you know? Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's very true. It's, it also reminds me of a, a ideation session that we ran a couple of weeks ago with my colleagues. Oh, what yeah. happened? How we, how we facilitate is like we got them to write stories. So mm. it's you kind of like storyboard. Um, that includes your brainstorm solution. Uh. Mm. And then it's very obvious that for the Singaporeans is Trisha comes to the dashboard. Trisha sees a card. Trisha clicks on it. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very straight to the point. Like, what's it sounds gonna, like a step-by-step step tutorial. Gonna, yeah, it's like, although it's as though like you're just narrating a manual, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the non-Singaporeans, uh, it's just... Wow, filled with emotions eh. Wow, Trisha used to be a business owner that, oh, you like know, is some background knowledge la. Yeah, and then like, one one fine day, <laughs> Trisha, while sipping her coffee, Trisha stumbled upon this beautiful dashboard. This thing caught her eyes. Trisha was picked with interest. Trisha, and then you know, like, it had a lot of emotions and you it feel... It sounds like a storybook. <laughs> yeah, it's like a storybook that comes to life in Fig Jam. Oh, and then like, okay, okay. That was the point I thought like, wow, wow, we are really very bad storytellers. <laughs> are we even storytelling? <laughs> okay, one, one, one thing about the, the, the Singaporean way of doing the, the example, right? Mm. When I think of it, when I see it, it's, my comment would be, I guess the Singaporean one is more of, um, not just straight to the point, mm. but also they don't have a lot of information on that. For example, mm. when you just say, oh, Trisha sees a dashboard, Trisha clicks it. Mm. There's no like, uh, motivating factors b- around that story. What what made Trisha want to click? Uh, mm, what was Trisha's mm. state of mind? Yeah. Uh, whether Trisha was in a rush? What's or, her struggles? Yeah. Mm. So like the non Singaporean one mm. <laughs> had more meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had more like um data points for me to 
to know okay so Trisha is a was a business person before so her her tech savviness is certain level okay oh she is not in a hurry because she seems to be sipping her cup of coffee so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah her state of mind is calm okay yeah mm, it's a lot more um supporting facts la that makes the whole story story a bit more wholesome mm, yeah I, I think <laughs> sad to say like, well, we just, can still change we can still change I guess that's all that we have for now. <laughs> yes, so that's uh, the, the points that we have for traits to kick and traits to keep. keep. Rounding what we have discussed so far, right? eventually we boils boil down to everything is quite interconnected. Yes. So it's also a good thing. Because that also means that let's say we have identified uh, traits that you want to kick, right? Mm. Then it may just indirectly solve other traits that you ah, want to kick as well. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, meaning as you kick one trait, it will naturally help you to kick the other second one. Mm. And uh. then like another good thing is also like let's say we want to uh, cultivate new traits. Then that will help to strengthen current traits that we have that's in advantage to us as Singaporean designers no? mm, yeah, yeah so being interconnected is a is a good thing yes. yes and also the other one is like we keep talking about having a balance it may not en- be entirely a good or bad thing but like um, just finding that balance knowing the tension uh, between like uh, what's good and what's bad of a certain trait is mm. uh, that's actually more insightful yeah than identifying that trait itself Mm. In summary, I guess the key takeaways is basically, like you said, to be balanced, uh, emotionally don't get emotionally be balanced, don't get too attached to your work, and then also don't overwork yourself. Um, secondly, is basically uh, be, uh, know how to set boundaries. Mm. Because when you know how to set boundaries, you are setting boundaries for your own physical health. Mm. And also for your own mental health, because you are trying, you you are saying no to things, and so because when you say no to something, you are saying yes to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So setting boundaries also it it, it lends to uh, also help you in terms of making sure that you are taking care of your physical health because if your physical health is not of the optimum state, and it will eventually affect your mental health, and it will show in your design work. Yeah, I think this is always something that we we reiterate in our past episodes as well mm. like who you are as a designer um kind of seeps into your design work and ultimately to the to the end customers mm. yeah and and third basically is to i guess have more fun and don't take life too seriously yeah find entertainment and have fun in your journey as a designer yeah chill out guys chill out <laughs> Okay, on to our good terms. Yes. Good things must share. So what is your good terms <laughs> that you want to share? Okay, I will go first. So my good term is this thing called the zero width joiner emoji. Yeah, so okay, so it's a bit of a geeky thing as well. I'm pretty sure everyone is quite familiar with Fig Jam. Mm-hmm. So in Fig Jam, right, I really like to put emojis in it to kind of make it more emotional and have more sentiments. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
One day in FigJam, when I was typing an emoji, specifically a businesswoman emoji. Okay. Because I use my arrow keys a lot. Mm. Then I realized that how come there's a few spaces in between? Mm. Yeah, and then I tried to backspace one of them. And you know what happened? The emoji actually turned into two emojis. Ah, okay. Yeah, so the emoji became a female head and a briefcase emoji. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they can divide the emoji into two. Two parts. Oh. Yeah. So I was like very perplexed. Like, what is going on? There seems to be like this code that is joining these emojis together to form a new emoji. It actually led me to ask my uh, engineering buddy. Mm. Mm. So we actually sat down and like we took 30 minutes to just really dive into what is going on in all this. And we arrived at this thing called the zero weave joiner emoji. Or they call it the switch emoji. Yeah. So this switch emoji, right, is actually a hidden emoji that acts as a glue. Okay. Yeah. So think of it like um like you you combine components that give birth to new emojis. So in this case, right, this businesswoman emoji is actually a a woman plus a briefcase emoji that is combined with the zero-width joiner emoji mm-hmm. to become a business woman emoji. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did they explain why they have this? It's a way they compute um, emojis. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, and the way for them to combine even more emojis to create new emojis. I yeah. see. So if, okay. if you know, like, there's a cloud with a lot of rain emoji, right? Mm. So that is also constitute the of... cloud and the water. Yes! <laughs> yes! And if you if you get this concept, right? Yeah. Then you can start to either work backwards or forward. So you can find emojis that may constitute different emojis and try to think like, oh, is this, is this created by uh, this, this, this emoji? Or you can think forward and try to combine existing emojis that uh, makes new emojis. <laughs> you get what I mean? This, so this episode has a lot of emoji. <laughs> I, I find it very unique because I, I, I think of it as it's like discovering a new language. <laughs> yeah, it actually it's really uh, the way I reacted, right? It's like I discovered go like that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god. But anyway, um, just for the listeners, right? If you have FigJam, try to go into FigJam and put in a business woman emoji work your arrow keys and try to hit backspace at any of the points. And okay. you, will, you will see the magic. La. So for my Gertums, is I think it is very nicely linked to our points on storytelling. Yeah, so this guy is called Mr. Bolland. Um, M-R-B-A-L-L-E-N. He calls himself a YouTuber storyteller. We will put in the link for you guys as well mm-hmm. in the show notes. Originally, he was a former United States Navy SEAL. And then um, he decided to start a YouTube channel where he began doing verbal storytelling. Okay. I like the way he does the storytelling. Mm. Yeah, then when he got popular doing this, after that, there were a lot of other YouTube channels starting to do storytelling as well. I see. But what's, what's special about his storytelling? Uh, basically, when when you listen to his storytelling, it's he gets into the details. He pieces things together. He do all the research already. Meaning, he read the articles. Maybe he watched the videos and all that. And then he'll mm. piece the article. Uh, he piece everything together and make it into a storyline. Mm. 
Yeah. And the way he storytells, sometimes it's not of, it's not like him reading off a book or just reading off an article. Mm. He really pieces it together and then maybe the 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 twist or the cliffhanger part he purposely put it to the end. It makes you much more like inclined to like, oh wow, that just happened. Oh wow, yeah, it's so very intriguing lah mm. the way he storytells. Yeah, so his introduction of his um videos is always um he tells strange, dark and mysterious stories. Oh, wow, that's yeah, very yeah. interesting. His intro is always um I tell strange, dark and mysterious stories and if you are into this kind of thing, please stay on. Like he doesn't incline you to stay. He's just like, inviting you to stay. And mm. then um some of his like loyal viewers will always leave comments. I'm here for the mysterious, dark and strange stories. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Here for this, take for that. Yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> so I really like his way of doing storytelling. So if let's say you guys want to learn a bit more about how other mm. people do storytelling, we learn from their way of doing it. Can consider going to YouTube and search search for Mister Bolan. Hmm. Yeah, I think I will definitely check it out as well. And also, like, yeah. Incidentally, we also talk about how <laughs> how as Singaporeans we are not very. Like storytelling isn't really our forty, mm. so I think this one may help you to find some formulas lah to yeah. be a bit more intriguing and uh, captivating. Not just in the way you uh, not just on his technique of storytelling, but there are really some genuine good stories for you to mm. listen to, like about a hospital with a disturbing secret. Or three best friends and what happened to one girl. Like <gasps> the titles are quite are quite clickbaity, but once mm. you, once you like watch it, right? Once you listen to it, then you were like, I'm so glad I listened to this. Wow, what what just happened? I'm so intrigued. I want to go. What's the next story to listen to? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Then okay. this one he mentioned about this um this black river in in Australia, uh and what happened there. Oh, actually. So, Just you describing this right makes me want to listen to it already. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's it for us for this episode. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I think the content that we covered today maybe may be a bit controversial. Uh, may may spark a bit of a debate. So mm. as usual, we are available at our Instagram at Kiasu Design Life, or you can email us at Kiasu Design Life at gmail dot com. Looking forward to our post episode discussions as usual. Okay, thanks guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.